Now it's recording. We're recording. Coming to you live from a library. <laughs> We're going to talk really softly today. Do we have to? No. This is a quiet room. We're in a business conference room. It's actually pretty swanky. <laughs> We're at a long conference table. Literally at a conference. Leather chairs. Paint a picture for us. Leather chairs. Across from me are two large whiteboards. The other side, three of the wall, two of the walls are full windows. <laughs> full lane. And there was a turkey outside. So window. we have all of what we need. We have everything we need. Oh, and we have cliff bars. I forgot that I brought you a cliff bar. That's a water. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cliff bar. Ah. Anyway, okay, welcome back. Guys, we're here. We're living the dream. I did this whole like blog post recently at my job about sidetrack about <laughs> ASMR in social media marketing, and it was fascinating and also I disturbing. Do not like ASMR. That yeah. I do not like it. It well, freaks me out. No, I don't like it either. Well, there's only a few that I like. I'm just gonna. But companies. Companies are utilizing this in their social media strategy, which I find bizarre. Yeah, that's weird. Well, like the um, Michelob commercial. With Alicia Keys, where she's like, with the bottle. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. I think Cardi B did that also. Did she really? I think so. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Hi. This is the XMR perspective. That was so natural. I'm so proud. <laughs> much better. In case you didn't know. We're here. All right. So this week, we are talking about... Us. Us. Millennials. Who ruin everything. Click away now. If you're above the age of 40, click away. Because millennials ruin everything. Mm -hmm. Honestly, sometimes we do, hey? I can fully admit that. Well, we'll get into that after we do some segments. Well, one segment. The up and the down. The up and the down. All right. Would you like to start? Sure. So my up is that I recently got a new bed. And now I'm redoing my bedroom. And I really like it. The bed is very comfortable. That's so exciting. It's larger than my other bed. And I'm happy. Oh, you upgraded. I did. That's so nice. Because I was in my childhood bed. And Eric, I was like, my boyfriend still has that. It's time yep. to move on. Yep. I need to, yeah. That's so exciting. New mattress is like such an underrated thing that you yeah. always, you never realize you need and then you get it and you're like, wow. I haven't gotten the chance of just like to stay in bed all day. Me neither. But, hey. It's fine. And my down is that why the hell isn't it warm yet? <laughs> okay, it it's is April not bad 10th. today. It's not bad today. Spring needs to, it's it's here. Yeah. But where is the warm weather? Well, so we had some April showers the there past were some, two days. There was snow north of us. Yeah. Like, um, no. The Midwest just got like pounded with yeah. snow. I'm like, That's not okay. Thank God I don't live there. Well, when I lived in New Hampshire, it literally snowed on April 25th one year, and I was like, well, I'm going to just go die. That's exactly how I feel. See, so. okay, when I went to Florida last month, which was only like a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever, I was like, you know what? I need to go somewhere warmer because, mm -hmm. like, when it's spring, I want to be able to... Get frolic. Yeah. I had to wear my coat today and the past two days, and I was yeah. like, no. If you want to frolic, 
Yeah. Your nose will fall off yeah. from the cold. So I agree with you. And um, I would just, like, I love, I like having the seasons, but I think I need to go somewhere a little more south that has, like, a real spring. Because we don't yeah, really yeah. have a spring. Well, no. It's like Well, summer, winter has turned fall, into spring, winter. and spring is now, like, short, and it's just summer. Yeah, it's summer, fall, winter, spring for a week, mm-hmm. summer again. Which sucks for people like me, because spring is my favorite season. See, I don't like spring because of this. Oh. But, like, in California... It used to be better. I did. Until... Like wait, what is that thing we call? Global warming. Yeah, that. Except it's just misleading, <laughs> the terminology, but... It's okay. warming where I am not. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so I totally agree with you. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Yep. But, um... Oh, I was going to say it's going to be nice this weekend, but it changed and it's not going to be nice. So I'm sorry to get your hopes up. Wonderful. All right. So excited. That leads me to my up, which is that this weekend I'm going to Penn State University to visit my, one of my best friends from high school. And I'm excited because it's going to be nice down there. It's going to be 75 on Saturday. That's because it's in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm super excited. When I first started checking the weather, we're, yeah, it's the spring football game. It's like their biggest spring football game of the year. So like we're doing all that. And I was super nervous because I was looking at the weather and it was like 55 and cloudy and raining. And I was like, no, this is going to suck. And then as I've kept checking, like as the week has progressed, it's gotten better and better and better. Hopefully Mm. it stays that way. Watch, I get to Friday and it's going to be like 43 and raining. Hopefully not. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I'm going with like one of my other best friends. We're like kind of like a little threesome group, and um, it's gonna be a good time. I haven't interesting s- a threesome group. Well, you know what I mean. I did. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Um. Anyway, so yeah, super excited, and I have it. I see like these friends. Well, I see one of them literally like once a year, because mm-hmm. she lives in Pennsylvania, and then the other half of the year she lives on an island. Like, literally. So, um, I'm really excited. So, that'll be good. And my down is that it's kind of a stupid down, and I sound really, like, petty. But I have so many things I need to buy. Did I say this already? No, I don't know what that means. Okay. Because I vaguely feel like this was one of my downs before. So, I have... In the next month and a half, I have a million different events that I have to go to, and I need a specific outfit for every single one. And, like, I don't already own things that I can wear to these events. Just girl problems. Yeah. Yeah. Guys can just, like, wear one, like, suit to different things. But, like, I need... So, at first I have um, my cousin. I'm going to her Sweet 16, and it's, like, formal. So, I have to get a nice dress for that. I don't already have one. And I'm, like, seeing family that I haven't seen in, like, two years, three years. So, like, there's going to be pictures. So, it's got to be one that, like, I haven't worn recently or whatever because, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be. But, like, I would like it to be. So, there's that. Then, after that, I have my graduation. Nope, sorry. I have my boyfriend's last formal for his frat. So, I need to dress for that. Then I have my graduation. So, I need to dress for that. I'm also going to a wedding the day before my graduation. So, I need to dress for that. And then I need a dress to wear to my boyfriend's graduation. You just have to figure out doubling up on stuff. And my boyfriend... Like, and who won't see you in the same outfit? Well, I'm going to take pictures at every event. So, and, like... Well, just don't gram them. That's like... That's like giving a dog a treat and being like, don't eat it. Like, no. I don't... I'm going to do it. Anyway. <laughs> well, okay. So, I already bought two of the dresses, and I got them for $16 each, so I'm super pumped about that. And then I got the other wedding dress, and then I still have to get a few more, but... 
anyways that's my doubt it's it's just frustrating but it's also a good thing because i'm excited that my next like month and a half are really like exciting there's lots of things going on i so. wish i could say i relate but girls always have to buy more things and guys just can't it's relate it's just so. not fair like like i had to rent a tux all the time for prom like, you, you should have, dress all you should have just bought one. So you went know. to so many proms. You well, should have yeah. just bought one. But whatever. I think my boyfriend ended up buying one because he went to a few, and then his brothers, like, they just all shared the same tux. They just, like, had one well, community tux. But anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my down. But thriving. It's fine. Well, isn't it exciting that you're buying new things? It's, like, half exciting, but it's, like, I don't want to spend all this money, oh, well, you know? Okay. So, but it's like kind of my problem, my fault, because I could just not spend the money and like figure something out. But I like legitimately don't have a dress I could wear to a wedding. Like, I just don't. So, huh. you know. Okay. It's fine. But that's that's what's going on there. Um. So, anyways, today is all about millennials and millennial culture. If you guys didn't already know, we are millennials. I was born in 95. I was born in 96, which is sometimes debated as being a millennial, but it definitely is. I'm not a Gen, Gen Zer. Sorry. Isn't millennial people that lived through the millennium? Well, you would think that, but I, I think it cuts off at 96. That's stupid. I know. But we're on the later end of millennials. Mostly, like, 30-year-olds now are like, I'm a millennial. And you're like, okay, cool, but do you know how to use Instagram? And they're like, no. <laughs> and you're like, are you a millennial? Anyway, so, I I mean, I guess that can lead us to our first talking point, social media and millennials. Yes, well, I would just like to point out um, first that millennials are the most studied generation ever. That's because we're a cool AF. <laughs> yes, we are cool <laughs> AF. Um, also, I think there's a lot more interest in this type of, like, research at this point, and also there's a lot more, like, tools for Are research. millennials studying millennials? Because that's a millennial thing to do. That's so meta. <laughs> <laughs> probably, honestly, like, um, probably. So, anyway, I thought that's kind of cool. There's a lot of studies on, on millennials and, um, and all the things that we are so terrible at, so. All right, let's talk about social media, then, and millennials. Yes. So, is it, like... Question, isn't, do you find it odd when older generations use social media? And how would you advise them to use it if they don't understand? So, um, I think it depends on the platform and I think it depends on the age. So, like, my mom, she is not a millennial. And she's on Facebook, which is, like, typical. Yeah. She's also on Instagram, which is, like, borderline, I feel. It goes either way. I think if you're a cool mom, you're on Instagram. Right. You know, um, she doesn't really know how to use it, but we're working on it, so it's good. She's doing, you know, she posted a story today. She added wow. text. It was really good. I was really proud. <laughs> um, so, like, that is, like, acceptable. But if my mom were, like, follow me on Twitter, I'd be, like, mom. <laughs> why <laughs> and like the same thing with snapchat i'd be like why <laughs> paul just found the lever on his chair that makes it go lower <laughs> it was too high and then i just fell to the floor anyway anyway so um like i think those those platforms are like not necessarily fit for older generations and then 
it, it goes even further as you get even older. Like, my grandma is on Facebook, and, like, I'm friends with her. And she's 75, and it's like, you go, girl. Like, she posts things, she shares things, she's great. But, like, if she were like, I want to make an Instagram, I'd be like, do you really need this? I wrote a whole article about why friending your parent or like a research paper or something of why friending your parents on social media is just like weird and like is it acceptable are they spying on you are they trying to be as cool as you where's the line type of thing yeah so I did some sort of research on that and I didn't there's nothing conclusive obviously yeah but like most parents say they're not doing it to spy, but I don't know if that's true or not. Well, so for me, like, <laughs> when I joined Facebook, I was 12, so I joined and, like, the the uh, the deal with my mom was that, like, we're going to be friends. We're both on here together. Like, we got it, like, at the same time. So that's, like, and then obviously I'm not going to unfriend my mom. She's my mom. Well, I'm curious, is our, did our grandparents have something that our parents want to have something that our parents had like we have social media as a generation it's ours yeah and our parents want it like i don't think that's ever existed is this a historical like reoccurrence like does it happen like oh you got a car i want a car like they built a car i think it's (laughs) yeah i think that is very um specific to technology like it wouldn't be just like music like it's not like that it's, yeah. it's definitely with technology so maybe like when a record player came out the older people wanted to use the record player or the tv color yeah. tv like stuff like that but i think social media is just a whole different ball game because it it gives parents so much more insight into their and connection like with their child in like these different ways so it's like a completely different thing you know a car is a car right that's its main function is to get around you know but like (laughs) it's not like there's like these boundaries with a car you know the line is definitely drawn i would say as at snapchat oh absolutely (laughs) anybody older like parent wise like your parents my parents my friend other friends if any of them said anything about, yeah, add me on Snapchat, I'd no. be like, I'd run. I'd actually turn and I run literally, away. I know people whose moms, like, have Snapchat and, like, they use it. And I'm like, I just don't know. What are like, you doing with it? Like, if my mom wants to, that's great. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's not even, like, I don't want my mom to see my stuff. It's not even that because I don't even use Snapchat. It's, mom, what are you going to do with this? Like, do you <laughs> really, really want to add another thing to your plate that you want you have to think about? <laughs> This is not that brings useful. up a good point. Like, we, as a generation, I think we spend so much time on social media that we think about it. It's part of our daily, like, lie. Like, oh, it's part of everything. How many times do you think you go on it per day? Are you looking at your stats? I'm literally looking at my stats. I'm going to check I don't my really Instagram have to insights. Look at it. Um, but it's all. I spend an average of an hour on Instagram every day. Um, but that's definitely just during the week while I'm at work. I like I'm obviously not on it. The la- within the last seven days, I've spent six hours and forty seven minutes on social media. Yeah. So, I mean, mine was just for Instagram, but I scroll through Twitter. You know, I look at Facebook. So it's like I think these older generations almost have like this blissful ignorance with not knowing like how to do 
certain things, how to use it. Like, and I already feel disconnected, and I don't know what's going on with, like, your brother's age. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? You yeah. have a new, like, there's not anything new, but, like. There's no new platforms that we know of, but <laughs> but there's different ways to use. I know. I mean, I don't know. My brother has taken to recently telling me that I'm super old now and, like, laughing at how out of touch I am. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in touch for my age group. I'm That's cool. such an old thing to say. I know. But, like. like but the thing is, we are. Like, we are out of no touch. There's no way around it. Like, I'm not going to be, like, looking at the same stuff that you are. Like, we do share overlaps because, like, he's only eight years younger than me, which is, like, different compared to, like, my mom and I, who are, you know, 28 years. Yeah. But, like, it's, um, there's, like, there's going to be things that I just don't understand and I don't know. Like, he says things to me sometimes and I'm like, what are you saying? Like, what? (laughs) And I don't want to be that grandma of a person, but, like, I'm only getting older. (laughs) Not getting any younger. So, yeah, social media is a whole different, it's strange, but... That's just a one little piece. That could be a whole different, like, topic. Just social media. And we have talked about social media before, but not in the context of this. Right. So, to get back, to circle back to, like, millennials and millennial culture, I think because we're so online and stuff, like, that's just how we're applying that into our, like, in-person lives. Yeah. Um... And I have two points. I don't want to forget either of them. The first is that I would love to know if there's any research, and I'm sure there is, um, on how, like, if there are behavioral differences between, like, millennials and, like, baby boomers that can be attributed to social media. Right. You know, you think about, like, all the insecurities and, like, you know, uh, I can't... Mental mental illness. illness and, like, things like that that are so prevalent in our... Group, right, that we talk about more. That we talk about, and that's the thing, is that you can't determine whether or not it's caused by a certain thing, right. or if it's just being talked about more. There's more channels for it to be, you know, right. spoken about, but, um... But, like, it seems, I think it's because, <laughs> this is probably awful to say, but beca- I think because, like, mental illness and anxiety and stuff like that has been so heavily associated with, like, our generation, mm-hmm. it feels strange to me when I, when I, like, work with kids mm-hmm. that, like... I'll talk to someone like, yeah, they have really bad anxiety. And they're like, six. And I'm like, what anxiety? What? Like, about what color to choose in a coloring book? Like, what are you talking about? But, like, I don't want to be insensitive. But, like, that, because we're so accustomed or, like, older generations or other people are, like, quote, unquote, blaming us for, like, talking about mental illness. It feels strange that anybody younger or older. Yeah. Well, and that's where it's just, I mean, we can have a whole, you know, discussion on mental illness at a different time, but that's where it's, you know, when you're looking at a six-year-old with anxiety, that's not like, that's not like an environmental, like, environmentally caused anxiety, unless there's something in their life that is, like, really terrible, but, like, it's, that's just a chemical imbalance at that point. And again, it's like, we are talking about things more. So it's hard to determine, like, is this caused by this? Or are we seeing this more just because we're talking about it more and people right. just haven't talked about it, you know? Because, I mean, back in, you know, the 50s and before that, like, they would put people just in insane asylums if they, you know, had, right. like, PTSD or something. So it's completely different these days. So. Yeah. I did forget the second point that I was going to say, and I'm pretty upset about it. We always forget our train of thought. It's fine. It's fine. But to keep this train moving, let's something more lighthearted, I suppose you could say, um, is just 
like millennials, like more of us are going to school. Mm-hmm. More of us, like you wrote in our notes, we're not we're not buying a house. That's part of our, like you see all these taglines on like yeah. the internet and stuff like millennials are not having sex. Millennials are not buying homes. And you're like, what? Millennials are not buying diamonds. Okay, and so I wanted to speak to this because, like, it frustrates me when I see these kind of headlines because it's like, that's not our fault. Like, it's not my choice to not buy diamonds. If I had the money to buy a diamond, I'd buy a freaking diamond. I think it's also because we're so, like, woke that we don't... (laughs) We do not need a diamond to prove anything. Well, I think, I think, I think, I think there are a few, I think there are a few reasons, like, why. I think, number one, yeah, like, we, there, our values are different. The things that we, you know, equate with success and um, stature and stuff are completely different. And also, I think there's a change. We don't really necessarily care as much about that. But right. we'll, we'll, but we do at the same time, so we can get to that later. But um, there's that, and also like I think the way society is set up right now, and this has a lot to do, I think, with the government. So we'll try not to make this political. But I think that um, the way the world is, it doesn't make it possible for millennials to to do these things. Like you used to be able to get out of high school, work like for a year, and then buy a house because houses were cheap. And, like, right. you could make the money, and you didn't have student loans, and you didn't have this, and you didn't have that. But, like, now, it's people are getting out of college, working for five years, and renting an apartment, spending so much on the rent, because rents are so high, and, like, getting into the cycle where they can't get out of it to buy a house. And then right. it's ten years later, and you're like, well, maybe I could buy a house now. So, it's... So, I just want to... I left something over right here. Oh, sure. I mean, to interrupt you. An unwelcomed guest. An unwelcomed non-millennial guest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, to answer to that. Yes. um, Yes, some of it's systematic that we obviously can't really change. But I think it's also something that's, like, as a generation, our values have completely shifted. Like, Mm -hmm. you're also seeing, like, marriage not being as common. Like, you're you're still living together. You're having kids. And it's Mm -hmm. not, like, it's not a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Except to older generations. Um, but it's not that we have no values or no morals or anything. Just it's just like we're hardcore thinking about everything we do. Well, and this, I think, <laughs> is just a natural thing that happens as society progresses. Like, you look at the values of the 1910s versus the 1950s where rock and roll was a thing. And then, or like, even just the between the 1910s and the 1920s where flappers became a yeah, thing yeah. and women were, you know, more sexual and blah, blah, blah. Like, things change. Like, beliefs change. Right. So I think we've transitioned to a time where, like, we're really questioning, like, Um, religious values or, like, governmental values and stuff like that. And I think that's where, like, millennials' heads are at. They're like, do I need this in my life? Yeah. Is this important And I think it's really interesting when you look back, like, historically. I think, again, going back to this, how, you know, this is is a natural occurrence in society. I think it's really interesting because you see this – these generations come up that resist the norm – 
every, you know, few decades, like you see in the 60s with all the protests and the hippie movement. And I think we're almost seeing that again. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to touch on millennials kind of being like the activists and everything. because I think that's a really like big part of like our culture, but um, it's really interesting to see like that. And I think it also has to do with shifting values. We, we have these values and we see the older generations that are instilling this because they're older. And so they've had the power and then we resist and, and then it changes. And then a few decades later, another generation comes up and is like, no. So I think like to mention act activists, that's like, I think that's happening because, like like I said, we're just thinking, we're giving more thought to things mm-hmm. now and saying, hey, is marriage right for us? Hey, can I afford a house? Hey, should I move right now? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm being told I need a higher education, yeah. so I'm going to get one. And like, so, it's a, I mean, and now that you bring up higher education, I think also another reason we give so much thought to these things is because we have so much more access to education also. Right. Not even just from a higher ed standpoint, but the but things like, they teach in school are so different. The internet is like this resource Or like that's, just access to knowing like where different schools are. Like yeah. probably 50 years ago, you weren't researching the internet no. to figure out what school you're going to you across the, the country. No. You went in the state. You went to the state school or the local community college yeah. or, or the military. Right. And that's what my parents did. They went to a local community college and the military. Yeah. That's, like, that's sort of, like, all they knew. So yeah. with, with this growth of information and education, it's, like, our values are changing. Yeah. Um, I think technology opens up such a world, um, a different world, and it's it'll be interesting to see how the next generations, you know, not so much Gen Z because I think we're kind of on the cusp of that, but the ones following that. Right. What their culture is like growing up with this wealth of information from birth. You know, we we have this unique perspective where we grew up around the time of the, the birth of the internet. Right. So we know before, well, we don't necessarily know before the internet, but like, no. well, we, we were, were born, too young yeah. to be using the internet. We were born before it was a big, right. it was as calm, you know, so we, and a lot of these technologies, social media, smartphones, like all this, we remember when those things came out yeah so we we have this unique perspective and i think it's really really fascinating yeah i mean it's probably the same thing like asking someone that was born right around tv was invented Mm -hmm. like seeing just just seeing live shows and stuff yeah versus being able to watch it in the comfort of and remembering that yeah it's really fascinating that transition very interesting um one thing that i really like about our notes is (laughs) too sensitive so <laughs> question mark question mark question mark. Millennials are always pegged as being too too like sensitive, sensitive. <laughs> too sensitive. We're like crybabies, blah 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 blah. This pro this podcast is probably just reiterating that. <laughs> but um, I don't think I think nobody appreciates name calling anyway. Yeah. Like I can slur the older generations yeah. just as much, and they wouldn't like it either. Yeah. So. I don't think it's millennials are too sensitive. It's just like we're thinking about it too much, so you're pegged as weaker. And we've talked about this with like um, gender roles as well, mm-hmm. and like women just being inherently like inferior mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and like naivety is important mm-hmm. for femininity and stuff like that. So I think it's like we're being sh- like pegged as like the weak ones. Like mm-hmm. they're too sensitive. Like they mm-hmm. just need to bulk up and carry on and just deal with the society they were born in and blah, blah, blah. 
And I think that that also has a lot, the reason that we get pegged as that too is because we are the activist generation as of right now. I mean, I, even though for some reason people are forgetting the whole hippie movement in the 60s, but like the older generations are being like, they fight everything. They have to protest everything. They are offended by everything. And it's like, no, you're just a jerk and we're not afraid to tell you. Right. Like that's that's what it comes down so to that- is like, you know, yeah, we're offended, but you're offending. We're just, I think a, a nice umbrella is like, millennials are just sick of the shit. Like, literally. <laughs> so, literally. like, we don't keep our mouths shut anymore, and we're, like, actively trying for change, and, yeah. like, just having other people, like, think about their decisions as well. Yeah, it's not holding like, people accountable. It's not necessarily, like, we want to change your mindset. We just want to make you understand your own mindset. Yeah, exactly. And and then, too, I think going back to technology, <clears throat> we have this powerful, powerful tool to make change, to spread ideas, to collaborate and be, like, together as a globe. Be right. like, this isn't right. So, you know, back before, you could post on Instagram about this is what's happening in whatever country and it's really bad. You know, like before that, they would just have to, you just deal with it. You got a telegram. You know, but now like we can get people, band people together. We can talk about these things and we can collaboratively realize, hey, wait a second, this isn't cool. Right. And we we feel more confident because we have people behind us to to make these changes. It's not just us. That's another critique that I'm seeing as well is like, Things are going, like, viral and, like, people are just paying too much attention and they're just complaining too much. Like, because I post a video on Facebook about racism or Mm -hmm. something, like, that's, like, people are, like, like, making fun of that. Like, you didn't need, like, you don't need to go viral. You don't need to, like, pay attention to this. Which is frustrating because, like, at the same time, it is just, like, obvious. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be nice to each other. Yeah. Um, So it's not like we're trying to, like hurt anybody we just want to make our ideas known and yeah. like everybody understand well i think too when we we've gotten to the point again like you said we're sick of this shit but it's like we look at like how advanced we are in technology in healthcare in all these different things and then we look at our societal values and some of the things that still go on in society and we're like why you know i think that a lot of us have gotten to the point where it's like all right it's almost 2020 it's 2019 right now and we still have systemic racism in this country that was supposed to have gone away in the 60s and 70s but didn't so we are looking at and we're comparing the values and the ideas and the things that are going on with all this amazing technology and advancements that we have and have made and we're like this doesn't add up we're like living in this like backward society with all this like Right. Great stuff we're, at our fingertips. We're finally, like, taking up the rug that everything's just been dusted under. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, oh, we don't have to think about that. Like, no, yeah. it's fine. Like, whatever. And that's like, why I, like, I love our generation. And, and I will be completely, like, transparent with that. Like, I really love the millennial generation. I know that there are things, like, the dating. And, you know, social media can be a real pain in the ass. Like, I get that. But I think that when, like, the most important thing is that we are not afraid to talk about change, important things. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not afraid to make change. Like, we are strong and brave. And I just think that's super, super important. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of the generations before us don't have or have lost. Right. And we just, like, don't, we, like, we don't care what you think. Yeah. 
That's like, true. Yeah. We're we're so bold and like like headstrong, I guess. Mm-hmm. That like you can call us these names. You yeah. can like not pay attention to us. You can like slur this that whatever. Yeah. But we're literally just not going to deal we with it. We're care. sick of this shit. We're sick of this shit. And we're shutting your shit down. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, uh, bye. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, I think it's a really great thing. And I know people get down on, like, they call them, like, couch or armchair activists. And it's like, you know what? It's doing something more positive than what you're doing. Just being, like, shitting on armchair activists and like right. that. I think I think it's really cool that people can feel part of something even if they're not, you know, on the front lines, you know. Right. And it, I think because like to go back to technology and social media, it's important because we're not like we might be pegged as like, oh, we're just hiding behind our phone and inspiring change. Like, okay, maybe yeah. that's how we get the message across. Like we do tweet about it. Mm-hmm. We are, are like retweeting, watching live streams, all this stuff. But, like, we don't have, like, like you said, we don't have to be, like, front lines, like, yeah. standing with our battle axe. Yeah. Like, it's, we're still, like, spreading that message and, it's, like, again, inspiring change. Yeah, I just, um, I was listening to a podcast, actually, this morning, and they were talking about this one girl is trying to be very environmentally friendly or whatever, and they said a really great quote, because she was like, look, I'm trying, like, but I feel like there's so much and I get really overwhelmed, like, I feel like I need to be doing everything. But they found this quote that was like, and I'm definitely not going to have it word for word, but it was like, to make change, we don't need a few people doing it perfectly. We need a bunch of people doing the best they can or doing it imperfectly. So it's like, we don't all need to be, you know, taking the pepper spray and, you know, protesting and, you know, all that. But like, if we have a bunch of people retweeting, talking about things, starting conversations, posting things... And then some people that are doing, you know. Right. And I think you, I'm sure you've witnessed this. Like, we saw, like, I saw a change happening at school. Like, oh, yeah. Like, policies changing and, like, talking about more. Like, having, like, a, like, a, like, a protest policy mm-hmm. and, like, having, like, all these different things. And, like, um, a Black Student Alliance oh, and yeah. stuff. Like, just anything that's just progressing conversation is, like... I, I saw, like, halfway through college, you're like, oh, like, this is just a college environment, and then you're sort of seeing these changes occur, which is Yeah, great. and I know, like, we got down on, and I specifically got down on college a lot a few episodes ago, but, like, that's one of the many things that I really did enjoy about college and that I do miss is that it was such a safe environment for people to really um, speak about their beliefs and, you know, stand up for themselves, and I just, like... I mean, especially being at a big, I don't know what it was like at a smaller school, but at a big state school, it was, there was always people out protesting and doing this and setting up this kind of a club we and were, this kind of a, and it was just. We were liberal. So we were very open I mean, about yeah. all voices. So, I mean, I was in, yes. we had a like, liberal <laughs> arts college, but the, I felt just the college, like to the university in general too, like it was just a very cool place that you could tell like so many people you're like wow these people like all are getting an education and they're using this education to be like hey wait a second this is not right with what we're doing here right. let's change it and and they were given the confidence to be like i can make this yeah. change which is so cool i think it's awesome so it's always nice to have older generations like have your back like don't yeah. quit shitting on us and just yeah. like help us exactly <laughs> 
we got to all work together, man. Get on the bandwagon. Yeah, or just go toodle on over to your nursing home. We'll take it from here. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> we got this. It's fine. So, um, yeah, millennials, man. We love avocados, right? And <laughs> Yes, that's the biggest. Okay, funny you mention that. That's the biggest, like, like uh, not cliche, contradiction of our generation is, like, we want to eat healthy. We want to, like, be, like, yeah. so, like, activists Wellness and nice and, and yeah. whatever. Um, but we literally have no money. <laughs> yeah. Like, we cannot afford like, the avocado we bought. I can't afford your avocado. So <laughs> all the memes about, like, buying a concert ticket that's, like, a, like $300 and 301 is in your bank account, yeah. whatever. Like, yes, that is us. It's literally. It's so, so maybe we are not savvy with our money but that's also systematic yeah i was gonna say that's um, definitely not our fault because people before generations before us didn't come out of school with a hundred thousand dollars in student debt so but we're just living our best lives we we do, we do it for the experience and yeah. i i i live my life by that yeah if that's so cliche but do it for the experience yeah um like i don't care if i'm overdrafting my account if i'm going to a concert that's fun I'm much less liberal with my my money, but <laughs> or like if I want a damn avocado and guacamole, I'm going True. to buy it. If I'm gonna get, if I want to spend five dollars on a chai tea every day that I go to the office, I'm gonna do it because I enjoy it. Exactly. And that's that. <laughs> no holding back. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, millennials. Anyway. Or a crazy bunch. Let us let us know what you think. Let us know if you are a millennial. We don't have age groups on our analytics, so it would be interesting to know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we'll end this with some segments. One segment again. <laughs> now playing. Take it away. One segment. <laughs> um. So when we wrote these notes, I hoped that I would this would be true, but my now playing. It says April playlist, but I have not made an April playlist <laughs> yet. So it will inevitably be an April playlist. I'm just still listening to March, and I'm sick of it, frankly. <laughs> you should get rid of it. You need to. Um, it's so easy to make a playlist. <laughs> and for me, it's very time consuming. You don't understand. Um, but, anyways, things that would be included on my April playlist. Um, one would be Jake Miller's Based on a True Story. I've talked about this before. Jake Miller is one of my favorite artists. Is that an album? Yes, it's an, e it's an EP. Okay. Um, Based on a True Story. It's an EP that he just released. He also just went on tour starting today, I think. Um, but um, he's one of my favorite artists. He produces his own music, writes his own music, like literally in his bedroom, which is dope. Um, and then just, like, sends it to his record company and is like, I made this for you. And they're like, okay. And then they just publish it. Publish it, release it, whatever. Um, and he's talented, which is probably the most important part is he's not a SoundCloud rapper. So. That's good. That, that's what would be on my April playlist if I were to make it. But it's not. So right now <laughs> I'm just listening to the EP. Okay. Cool. Um, so... I, first of all, this is not necessarily now playing, but I recently have been getting into American Idol, and I really, Throwback. yeah, so I watched, like, the last half of last season, and I enjoyed it, and this season I've watched it since the auditions, and let me just tell you, I don't know how, 
But I think this is the best, like, contestant group they've ever had. Every single person is incredible. And I don't understand. I think people have understood that they should stop embarrassing themselves. Yeah. yeah. And unless you're actually talented. Yeah. Like, they are so good. So good. So I've really been enjoying watching that and listening to them. And, like, it, it's just, they're just all so good. And I, it makes me really, like, damn, I wish I could sing better. I but. read that Ryan Seacrest missed it for the first time ever. Yes, I watched that episode. Like a day ago. Yes, he did. He had a stand-in, Ryan Seacrest. Just some did guy that... like him? Like, only vaguely, but he That's was weird. taller. That's strange. They had the same, it's like this guy, and he's been on all season, like, kind of, I don't even know what he's been doing, but he's just there, and I'm like, who is this guy? And then he was Ryan Seacrest for a night, so. I don't know. Anyway, really good. Highly recommend. I love, love, love watching it. It's like my family's thing. We like Do all sit like and watch it. Do you like the judges now? Because yes. people like to be original judges, and then no, I like the them so much better. bad, and then. Yeah, so it was like, I don't remember who was in the middle, but since last season, it's been Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and um, Lionel Richie, and I really like them. They're not like over-the-top mean. Sometimes I don't agree with them, and I'm like, mm, but okay, but I'm not a professional, so it's fine, but my dad is, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but like, first of all, Katy Perry's hilarious, and I like really like her. Luke Bryan is just Luke Bryan, like you can't not like him, and Lionel Richie is like the same thing, like he just seems like a very nice guy, so... I like them a lot. I think they're good. Anyway, okay. Poor um, Simon. So, yeah. He was really mean. Like, oh, when yeah. you look back at it. Um, okay, anyway. So, I do have an April playlist going. And some highlights are um, a song called 85% by a band called Loot. I really like Loot. I love them, actually. I had never heard of them until, like, very recently. Really good. Um, the band Camino. Camino is in all caps. Very good. Really like them. Their song, Less Than I Do, is, like, my jam right now. But they also have another song, like, I think it's called, like, Two Fourteenths or something. Super good. And then I've been really into Casey Musgraves. Um, she's a country singer. I love her song, Space Cowboy. Really good. Makes me cry. Love it. Need that sometimes. And then, um, what else? I think that's it. Oh, Elliot Root is another person that I've really been enjoying. And, of course, the Jonas Brothers are back. And I know that's old yeah, news. What? I know that's old news, but, like... Well, not really, because they just released their second single. Yeah, cool. And I really like it. I really like it. I didn't like Sucker, though. I like Sucker way more than Cool. Really? I really like Cool. Anyway, so super happy because I was actually the world's biggest Jonas Brothers fan when I was young. And I met them, and I was, like, convinced I was going to marry Nick. You said that probably at least half of our episodes that you were going to marry Nick Jonas. Yeah. Well, not anymore. She's still waiting. Not anymore. So, anyway. So I'm super pumped that they're back. Mm-hmm. And then did you see that Miley Cyrus is wearing a Hannah Montana wig? She cut her hair like it. Oh, that's she her real hair? Her hair? Oh my god. Blonde and cut it. I can't handle this. It's too much. My childhood, I love it. Yeah. Just need Obama back. Oh. Oh. Nope. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Alright. Thank you guys. Thank you. And have a nice day. Have a great wait, when does this come out? This coming weekend. Thirteenth. Yes. Have a great it's the fourteenth. Yeah, it would be coming I was out. I was wondering if it was Easter. It's not. So. It's not. It's Palm Sunday if you're a Christian. Yeah. Yep. All right. Toodles. Later.